Six. It should be recording now. So all the hundreds, thousands of people listening. <laughs> uh, now nah, this is six. So yeah, this is the Van Podcast. Um, I'm Alec, and this is Sam. We're brothers. Something we've been wanting to do for a while, huh, Sam? Oh yeah, something we've been wanting to do for a couple months now. Um, we're both really into football. I guess in quarantine. I really started to pick up for me. I started diving deep into fantasy and the gambling world. Now <laughs> I'm a freshman at St. Louis University and I'm loving football, huge Bears guy. So, yeah. Yeah, worth noting we're both Bears guys. Grew up 20 minutes north of Chicago, um, born and bred into the Chicago Bears system, which has been a blessing and a curse these last few years. Um yeah, while Sam's in St. Louis, I'm over in Melbourne, Australia. So we're at literally in opposite ends of the world. Um, so hopping on often to do, yeah, this podcast will be something that'll be super fun um, and to sort of keep it going. Um, and I guess, yeah, as as there will be a delay in uploading, um, it's the day before the start of the NFL playoffs. Um, and I guess, yeah, in that we'll be covering all things NFL week-to-week analysis, reviews, headlines, um, everything happening in the fantasy world, um, and just kind of diving headfirst into everything football-related. And yeah, and with that, we'll just kind of start right where we're at in the season with the the regular season coming to an end last week. Um, Got a big wildcard weekend ahead starting tomorrow. Hey, Sam. Huge wildcard weekend. This is my favorite time of the year as we get into the Scott Hansen witching hour. Um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and we're each going to start off by ranking all the playoff teams, one through 14. Yeah. So like I'm going to start off at 14. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to see because they started the year. What, what, they were eight and three midway through the year, looking real sharp. Their offense was they were juggernaut offense. Tough to stop. You know, you got Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, two probably the fastest receivers in the game right now. So absolutely lethal duo out of Miami. But as the Tua situation kept burning on, um, we saw him struggle with health issues. Obviously, he suffered, what was it, three concussions in two months. So we won't be seeing Tua this postseason, which is – unfortunate because he was off to a great start in his what was it fourth year third year i think i think, I think this was his third year right but yeah but also um, teddy two gloves is sidelines um yeah no two uh no teddy two gloves so they're at they have undrafted rookie free agent scour thompson running the show in miami so yeah it's gonna and they're going to buffalo which Buffalo in January, mid-January is not a fun place to play at. So, therefore, Miami Dolphins sitting at number 14 with, you know, a, a promising, promising season they had over there. So, yeah, well, they're going to get absolutely blasted this Sunday. I don't think that's any. Oh, season. yeah. I'll be surprised yeah. if they're within 20 points, honestly. I'm, I'm, yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, interesting. Now, so, I'm a little bit different. In 14, um, I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks. Um, mm-hmm. A cu- couple different reasons. Uh, I think 
first and foremost, they absolutely surpassed every single bit of expectations they had coming off that Russell Wilson trade. I mean, who would have guessed Geno Smith was what top five in passing yards this year, set the all time franchise record for passing yards. That's literally laughable. Yeah, um, he he outplayed. He straight up outplayed Russ this year. So, yeah, I, no one expected that. So. Yeah. Hundred percent, and and to to mention too, the draft they had, unbelievable, um, incredible. Like they scored Tariq Willen, yeah, one Willen of the top three. young corners in the game. They buffed it's up just, their offensive line with that one. Oh, rookie. Yeah. Um, Charles Cross. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable what they did. So I don't think anyone holds it to them. Also, but it's it's also the only bit of hope I'm giving Seattle right now is it's a divisional matchup against San Fran. Um, the only way I see them making it competitive is if they force Brock Purdy into long third downs, making him actually get out of the system a bit and and put him on the run and try to make plays with his arm. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I, I don't see the game being close, and I see them losing pretty easily on Sunday. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, in my number 13 spot, I have Seattle. So, yeah, yeah. really, That's only best. chance I see them actually causing a threat to the Niners if, if you know, they just go – five wide, four wide, and just spread the field. Um, they got to spread the Niners defense apart. And with their – because the Niners secondary, it can get a bit fishy at times, but you you cannot you cannot let the pressure get to uh, Geno. And if it does, it's going to be a long day for him. They're on, so, the Niners yeah. D is all pro on every single state. You got Bosa up front coming after. You got yeah. Fred Warner, who's arguably the yeah. best backer in the game. And freaking – Then you got Hufanga running yeah. it running the show in the yeah. secondary so yeah which was I mean, just named the all pro team absolutely yeah stuff. first um, team all pro they they got dogs everywhere on that d-line you know they're yeah. tough up front is there's they just play bully ball so yeah, yeah. yes the niners yeah, are a tough 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 yeah. team and yeah. in san fran i just i don't see the niners or i don't see seattle winning that game but yeah. but they should be proud because they've had a tremendous, tremendous year behind Gino. Yeah, and absolutely. a promising offseason coming up, which they're going to have do a couple. They, do they answer quarterback? Do they not? Who yeah. knows? Which we'll get into obviously later down the road, but they're going to have a bunch of draft cap to answer even more questions. So yeah, look out for them going into next year. Who knows? But um, yeah, the old, like I said, the only bit of hope I'm giving them is that it's a division game. And I'm a firm believer that anything can happen in a division game. It's hard to beat a team three times in one year. Um, but I still, even with that in mind, I, I don't see the Seahawks making it that competitive, but who knows? Um, my 13 jumping down, I got the Tampa Bay bucks, um, Oof. maybe a bit, bit lower than you might have them, but, um, I'm, I'm not sold on this team, man. I'm, I'm done. I think their running game is shambles. Um, they just went toe to toe with Carolina last week and they came out on top because they had like three 50 yard bombs to Mike Evans. Tom Brady seems to regress a bit this year with the amount of weapons he's had healthy. Um, they're banged up. Um, they just don't seem like that well equipped for a playoff run. Um, who knows? Honestly, it, it scares me keeping them that low. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, anything can happen. Um, but nah, for, for me, uh, I got the bucks at 13. I thought it was funny. There was a Brian left, which quote the other day, everyone's been paying so much attention to their awful run game. Um, but to his point, he actually pointed out even last year, they were like high twenties in the wrong game in the year before. So Tom Brady statistically has never had that good of a running game. So maybe that doesn't matter, but he's going to come out slinging the ball 60 times a game, um, 60 times, I think this Sunday, but I don't see him getting past the Cowboys, but that's, my yeah, favorite. that's a- I 
that's a that's a crazy number thirteen. It's uh, <laughs> you know, Ben Ben against Tom Brady. It's historically not not played out well. So that's bold. Moving into the number twelve spot, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Um. Wow. I mean, the Ravens year in year out. Um. I, f- I feel I feel sorry for them. Um. They've struggled with a lot of injuries year in year out, and uh, Lamar just can't seem to stay healthy. Uh. What was it? Was a PCL strain. He was diagnosed with. Just officially marked for the game. Even even if they somehow win in Cincy, they're going to be without Lamar for the whole playoffs. So yep. that's the reason I have them there. And then Tyler Huntley is battling an injury. So even if Huntley's running the show, this this Baltimore team, you know, they don't have too much star power on their offense aside from Mark Andrews. And, you know, J.K. Dobbins still coming back from the ACL tear, the complete ACL tear, what was it, MCL tear. And he just – his knee is messed up. Dobbins is not looking the same. So, a full offseason ahead, though, for these Ravens. You know, they just extended all-pro linebacker Roquan Smith, who I de- dearly miss as a bear. Roquan. <laughs> yeah, we love Roquan. You know, he's a dog. He's finally getting the respect he deserves over there in Baltimore. Got paid highest off-ball, highest, highest contract ever for an off-ball linebacker in the history of the league. So. Yeah. Congrats to Roquan. He deserves it. And yeah, number 12 spot, Baltimore. 12. Yeah, that's interesting. I have them a little lower um, and we'll get to it only because of their defense, man. The, the Baltimore yeah, defense is yeah. unbelievable. It's, I mean, they're they got to stop defense. Yeah, they're top five ranks in like the three major categories on defense right now. Um, and it's literally because of Roquan. If you look at the stats yeah. before Roquan got there, the dude changed them for the better. Um, Roquan and rookie safety Kyle Hamilton have been balling this year. So major props to Kyle Hamilton Hamilton yeah, coming in and changing that changing that defense, yeah. helping them out. Baltimore at 12 for you. So yeah, my 12 was Miami. Again, don't need to Miami. go to them. Um they're yeah, a bit of a dumpster fire at this point of the year. I do like their head coach um they brought in this year. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens next year with Tua and everything. Um, hope he's healthy first and foremost. He's had an awful year of injuries, so yeah, yeah. I don't need to get too into into Miami. But uh, jumping down to eleven for me, the New York Giants. Ooh, um, okay. This has been this has been interesting. It's been a team that's been consistently evolving on my list. I think the reason I have them a bit lower is, dude, they feel like a system team. Like this team actually reminds me a lot. In, in ways, not a lot, of the 2018 Chicago Bears. They need things to go their way at the end of the day. Yeah. Daniel Jones isn't going to go out and bring you back from four, two touchdowns, 14 points. Like, Saquon needs to go for 150-plus if they're going to make this game go crazy. They have to contain the best wide receiver in the entire league. They're well-rested. I love, love that Dable didn't play anyone in Week 18. Um, so that's going for them. I do think it's going to be a really close game this Sunday. Um but yeah, I got I got Giants at eleven. That's yeah, that's interesting. Um, I got <laughs> Giants a little lower on my list, uh, just because I'm I'm a huge fan of what they've done on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Dexter Lawrence, huge yep. huge year for Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, he's just he's just an absolute space eater up front for them, absolute game changer. So I'm a big fan of him. 
And I'm a big fan of KT5 coming off the edge. Yeah, um, absolutely. Even even guys you think of, Landon Collins was on his couch pre-Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, he yeah. signed onto the practice squad and, and dogged his way back into the starting rotation. Like, that's a former all-pro yeah. pro bowler. He's so. a beast, man. They have things moving the right way. Absolutely would not be shocked if they beat Minnesota this week. But um, I would not be shocked either. They got a talented defense. They got Odori Jackson coming back off uh, IR, I believe. So. True, yeah. They're they're fully rested. Um, the biggest question for me though is their weapons on offense. Can the receivers, you know, help Daniel Jones out? Can they produce in a big game like this on the road in Minnesota? It's a hostile environment. Minnesota Playoff fans Galladay, are pretty baby. crazy. Yeah, Playoff <laughs> Galladay. Can can he finally <laughs> finally make that nineteen mil worth his contract? So Doubtful. who knows? Could could be a big Sunday for New York or. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday for New York. So yeah. I'm I'm very excited. And for also that game. to mention, absolutely love what Brian Dable's doing, man. He's got to be in the, the chat for, uh, for, that, for the year. He, he's had a complete, just a complete culture change over in yeah. New York. I yeah, I love awesome. what he's done with that team. Yeah. Seems like the players love playing for him. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And you know, it seems like they want to extend Saquon and Daniel Jones, keep them together. So. I think they just got to surround Daniel with more weapons and maybe, you know, they can make even more noise next year. So yeah, that'll be interesting matchup this week. Um, Giants 11 for me. My number 11, we're going to, we're going to uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I just simply, I just, I just don't think this team is it at all. Um, They're a mess. They're a mess. They're just not they've a good playoff run, they they've gone every every single game I've watched of Tampa Bay on national national TV they've gone off to a slow start and for them what I think is key against Dallas is they need to get off to a fast start um oh, absolutely this this Dallas team is physical um you know, I saw a stat that was Dallas was 11 and 1 on turf and what were they on grass they were one and four, I think. Wow. With eight with eight takeaways. So if that one and four record on turf and Raymond James, they got or that one and four record on grass. Raymond James is grass. So we're gonna see if you know Dallas can still bring the pressure and you know adjust to that um environment being played yeah. at they play at uh J- over at Jerry World in uh, Dallas, so that's Jerry it's all World. turf. So look, I do think what they have rolling for them in in the game of momentum is. Da- I mean, I ha- I hate the word choke, but Dallas always seems to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot in these early round playoff matches. It has been years since they've been a legitimate threat in the playoffs and making a playoff run. Um, also, so many question marks around Dak Prescott. The dude was tied for leading interceptions in the regular season. He missed half the or like a quarter of the season so like you got questions around him um i don't know it'll it it could be a very interesting game but i i absolutely expect the cowboys to take care of business yeah i'm excited for this game um i just i just simply like i just think um micah and you know they're big guys up front uh demarcus lawrence is just too much for that beat up tampa bay offensive line Yep. They've struggled with injuries all all year on their line. And, you know, Brady's going to have to get the ball out super fast, I think, for them to have a chance. They're yep. going to have to hit some big plays like they did against Carolina to give themselves a chance to top Dallas here on Monday night. So, yep, Tampa Bay coming in at 11. Yeah, What's your number like 10? 
Number 10, starting in the top 10, I have the Minnesota Vikings uh, at number Ooh. 10. Um, this team, I don't even know where to start, man. Um, these guys, I, are they still in a, the negative point differential? I know they were in like week 16 or 17, depending. Um, I think they were, uh, maybe not, because they, they handed it to us in week 18. But it's a weird team. Um, defense is atrocious. I think they're revolving doors um, all over the field on defense for them. You do have Justin Jefferson, which we mentioned, I think, in my opinion, is hands down um, far and away the, the best receiver in the game right now. Um, so you can never. It's, it's 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 annoying. It's it's, you know, it pisses me off to say it, but Jefferson is easily the best in the game right now as a Bears a fan. He's a freak. Um, um, and yeah, I think this game hits home for us because it's part, you know, as a resident of the NFC North, we've seen a lot of the Vikings over the years and um yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they really got that last it um, to push themselves over. Their losses have been bad losses this year, um, but they find a way to win close games, which which does says, say something. So they do, um, you know, with, with New York coming into their their home turf, um, man, it'd be pretty bad if they if they went out on the first round. But um, I'm not sold on them. I, I, I hope they win this week. I think they'll win this week, um, but I don't see them making a playoff run, man. I just don't with that defense they have. Yeah, I mean, you get you have to have you know a stout defense with some some stars on it that can make plays if you want a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah. But um, they're still riding the reins of Harry I, Hitman Harrison Smith from yeah, who was like peaked out in 2014. So I'm not sure what's gonna happen there. We shall see. And if they lose, the question arises: you know, what do you do with Kirk Cousins? Like year in year out, he can't get over the hump in the playoffs. So. We'll see. This is going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a close game. The first time these teams met, it was a one. What, what was it? One possession game. Minnesota yep. won on a sixty-one yard field goal. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited for this uh, for this game. Yeah. And yeah, I think you know the key is you can't let Daniel Jones have a big day throwing the ball. And nah. if he beats you, you're done. And the first the first time these teams matched up in week week sixteen. It was probably Daniel Jones's best performance of, you know, maybe his career. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Like, is that getting replicated? I don't know. But I don't know. So I'm excited for this matchup. I do think the Giants have a shot. And if Minnesota loses, it's, it's, I don't know. Where do know. you go? I don't know where you go from there. As a 13 win team, if you get taken at home in the first round of the playoffs where do you go what's your next step like you said do you move off Kirk Cousins I mean you have an aging Dalvin Cook in the backfield you got to get him going too I think to open up that as well um but yeah it will be interesting but again even if they squeak past the Giants um I think they're gonna have trouble putting together a run but who knows um we'll see that NFC North is wide open man um and and absolutely so number 10 your number 10 is interesting. My number 10, I'm headed over to Duval, baby. Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, all um, right. I'm a big fan of this team. Um, I'm really, I really like what they're building over there. Um, Trevor Lawrence has took a massive step this year. Him and yeah. Justin Fields are the clear 1A, 1B out of that draft class, and they were all along. And that's what we were saying the whole time. It was yeah, Lawrence and Fields. It was yep. never it was never Zach Wilson. Who knows about Trey Lance with him with the injuries and whatnot, but 
Trevor Lawrence, man, he looks special, special, yeah, special. He does. And then you cannot say enough about coaching. I mean, Doug Peterson comes in, dude's Doug, a winning coach. Yeah. Look at the, the team. It's night and day, man. Urban Meyer had that team at the bottom of the barrel last year. In one year, they're a playoff team. I mean, that's that's awesome. It's, it's incredible the turnaround they've had. Um, they brought in a very questionable signing with the amount of money they gave him, Christian Kirk, but he's – it's he was out. over oh, over 1,100 yards, I think. Yeah. He's played phenomenal this year. They brought in Evan Ingram, who had a career year. Yeah. Mm. Jackson I think I saw so. something. Three, three of their top receivers had over, like, 70 catches or something, which is just yeah. – Yeah. It's nuts. Zay like, Jones. Zay Jones had a career yeah. year, so. It's like, what? Yeah, come on. Like, they've got, they've got great, <laughs> solid players all over the field, but yeah. I just – I I think it's too early in his career to win a game like this, you know. They very well – I'm very – this is the game that I'm most looking forward to this weekend, Jacksonville oh, and hands Chargers. Down, hands down. And it's kicking two, it off. Two of the, yeah. It's, it's the night game. It's the second game. San oh, Fran's kicking off. You're right. But um, two young, insanely talented QBs in Lawrence and uh, Jay Herbo. So, yeah. I'm excited for this Jags team. Can, can they win? Sure. But I don't see it happening this year with the amount of young talent they have, mm. you know. I'm really, I'm really excited. You know, they got they traded for Calvin Ridley at the deadline, so they've got great things to come next year. Next year, I think, you know, in years to come, you know, this is a team to to watch out for. They're going to be dangerous. This yeah. is, this team is going to be a problem in years yeah, to come. They they've got yeah. talent on the def- defensive side of the ball, Josh Allen, and then Trayvon Walker, the rookie, has made some made some splashes at times. So this team is exciting, but. Yeah, Jacksonville coming in at number way. 10 for me. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're trending the right way. Um, Absolutely. I, I do like that pick. Um, we'll come back to that because I, I got them coming up. But my my number nine, um, again, probably don't need to too, dive too much into this, but it's Baltimore. The only reason I have them um, ahead of the teams I do have them is, again, purely because of defense. Um, I mean, call me crazy. If you, if you had a game Minnesota and Baltimore right now, I'd actually – probably be leaning towards Baltimore like that would be a sick matchup with that defense and that offense going ahead to their defense is awesome you can't say much about it but playing the Bengals who arguably might be the best team in the league right now yeah yeah not there there's not much hope over there um go into the offseason pay Lamar Jackson lock up your quarterback for the future and come back out ready to play next year um yeah Ravens at nine for me yeah that's going to be interesting to see what happens with Lamar. I think he'll probably end up getting franchise tagged, but it's an interesting case too because he represents himself. So, but obviously, Omar, Omar is going to want money. You know, you got to pay money, that man. But he deserves money. But you mentioned he deserves the, money, absolutely. representing yourself. Roquan Smith represents himself. And he, yeah, what, he got a record deal. Is it week six? He got traded to Baltimore and he's just got his mad deal. I mean, what are you thinking as Lamar Jackson watching that unfold? Like, are you sour about that or is that just, you know, your time's going to come? I don't know. He's going to get paid one way or another, whether he's, it's from Baltimore or not. It's, it's eventually going to happen. You know, I think it's, it's, it's a lot tougher to handle QB contracts than a linebacker per se, but. There's a lot to work through with Lamar, I think, just because yeah. obviously he's representing himself. And then the type of player he is, you know, he's run first. So obviously we've seen the past two years, the injuries he struggled with down, down the stretch. So, yeah, um, it'll be interesting. Um, he deserves his money, though. He deserves he his money, yeah. I think. Yeah. Anyways, Ravens at nine. Um, My nine. 
I got the New York Giants at number nine. Um, like I said, you know, I'm a fan of this team. They got talent on both sides of the ball. And uh, it's unfortunate that they had so many injuries at the receiver position because they had some dogs there. Um, they traded Kadarius Tony, obviously. Just wasn't the right fit, I, I think, over in New York for him. But Wando Robinson showed He's promise this year. Yeah. And he went down with an ACL tear on turf, which MetLife turf has claimed so many ACLs and so oh, many man. other injuries over yeah, the years. It's horrible. You know, I think it needs to go. It needs to go. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Kittle, I think George Kittle had a great point the other day. He was talking about this is so off off topic and it's a rant, but he was saying if you think about NBA, those guys are playing on hardwood floors. If you think about baseball, like these, I'm baseball's a little different maybe, but it's like the fact that you can go to a different stadium and play on a completely different surface. It just makes zero sense. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the game needs to be played on grass. Just yeah, just like players have come out like Odell, he's come out and said the game needs to play, be played on grass. You know, we saw him go down yep. ACL tear in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, no, yeah. But and then Sterling Shepard as well. Yeah, true for the true. year. So, yeah. but um, I if, do like if they had. If, yeah, if they had Shepard and Wando Robinson, I'd think I'd go with um with the New York Giants over the Minnesota Vikings, but it is going to be an awesome game on Sunday. And yeah, I I got giants at number nine. Yeah. That's nice. I do have, I think what's cool about the giants is I don't think anyone saw this coming. Like people were writing off Saquon Barkley done, you know, like, I mean, and something we'll get into later rounds, but in talking more about fantasy, but he was sliding down the board in fantasy. I mean, people were done with him. Um, Heck of a season he put together, especially in the first half. Um, and then again, uh, very similar to what we were chatting about with, with Jacksonville, you can't underestimate the power of good coaching, which is Brian Dable 100%, but Giants at nine for you, huh? Yep. And then I'll kick it over to number eight. I got the chargers. Um, you know, I really wanted to rank this team higher, but I don't know. I just, this team, as we just found out today with the Mike Williams news, he's going to be sidelined for, I think, two to three weeks, which, you know, you if you need Mike Will, if they if I think they'll beat the Jags, but going over Kansas City, you need Mike Will for that type of game. You know, he stretches the field. He's their he's their guy when, you know, when Herbert Scram- Herbert Scramble and he's looking downfield. Um Mike Will is his guy. So to play in these type of games without your, you know, six four, six five big, you know, bailout dude, it's gonna be tough. Um it's gonna be a tough road for the Chargers. Um dude, this team frustrates me. Like they they, they do. They if do. you look at the talent on this team, like look at the defensive side of the ball. Former Bears, Khalil Mack, absolute dog. Yeah, absolute dog. Sterwin James, absolute freak. Like they have some absolute playmakers on this side of the ball Keenan Allen uh, Mike Will on offense Justin Herbert's a top five quarterback like you have so many pieces on this team but I really truly do think they lack an identity like yeah I agree Bailey scares me man he he acts on impulse we were talking about this earlier which can be sick maybe those are some of the times that he converts some fourth downs they run a fake punt they get in a free set of downs whatever the case is that'll benefit them but on the back side of that it can really screw you down the down the line. And yeah. I, he coaches on emotion sometimes with his heart instead of his head. 
Um, and one thing that really doesn't sit well with me is if you think back to preseason, he didn't play any of his starters throughout the preseason. Literally, quote unquote, he said, because the games don't matter. Well, here he is in week 18 when the game doesn't matter. And he goes out and gets yeah. Joey dinged up. He literally ends Mike Will's season, it looks like, with that back injury. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, if they lose this week, which I don't think they will, but should they lose this week, it, they could. I think he's going to be on the hot seat, man. Like, that's – He's absolutely in the hot seat, you know, with the talent he has in Justin Herbert. This team should be making the playoffs every single year. 100%. Not only making the playoffs, they should be competing with the Kansas City Chiefs for that division. You know, yeah. it's embarrassing that they dominate that division year in and year out. Um. I think Chargers going into the offseason, my what I, I would like to see, I would like to see them add another receiver on top of Mike Will and Keenan Allen. Um, someone who can stretch the field with good yak ability because yeah. or essentially just a player like Joshua Palmer, but better. Yeah. Um, Joshua Palmer, you know, he's 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 about as mid as you get at the receiver position. <laughs> um he's a good, he's a solid player, but I think, you know, with Keenan Allen getting older and Mike Will struggling with injuries all the time, you got to go out and get another another weapon for this offense to for sure, uh, for sure. to complement Herbert. So, for sure. And that's I what I, that's what I want to see them to do. Yeah, I think in in Josh Palmer's defense, it's difficult to come into a system like that as pretty much no matter what you do, you're going to be the number three receiver when you have absolute trees like Keenan Allen and and Mike Will on the outside. So, He's only in year two. Who knows? Um, but absolutely agree with you on that. But yeah, the Chargers, man. And then, I, like I could talk about them for a long time. And then the Chargers also yeah. on the defensive side of the ball, they're talented, but what are they ranked dead last in run defense? So yeah. look for Travis Etienne to have a big day. His uh his rushing prop is set at 77 and a half yards, I believe. Yeah. Um personally, I would smash that line um i'm a big etn guy but yeah the chargers what my offseason will look like for them i'm beefing up their their uh defensive front with you know some big boys who can clog the trenches they need to stop the run they need to stop the run yeah um that's huge that's huge and then i'm going out and getting another guy for uh for herbert and yeah, I mean, you you point to the the Russian defense being an issue. Even if you look at their pass rush, which should be a strength, dude. T Law gets rid of the ball in two and a half seconds. He gets rid of it so quickly, which is, I think, largely due to the success he's been having these last few weeks. But yeah, Chargers at eight for you, huh? Yep. Yeah. Jumping over to eight for me. Um, again, I, eight and seven. It's it's interchangeable for me it, i have jaguars at the eight um and chargers at the seven um mm-hmm. so again, yeah I, this is this game is going to be awesome like you said this is easily the game I'm, i think i'm looking forward to most um could go either way the reason i did give the edge to the chargers um justin herbert he's a top five quarterback a quarterback like, that can win like he he's going to win you a game i do think T-Law's inexperience might creep up on it. Maybe not, um, but I do think the Chargers at the end of the game, at the end of the day, are a more complete team. Um, but I really don't like that Mike Will injury, man. That, honest to God, yeah. almost pages things. Scares, I mean, really scares me. I locked in the lay, <laughs> the AFC lay yesterday, took the Chargers. If I had that bit of news, I'm honestly reconsidering that. Like, I, I would not be surprised either. Whoever comes out on top, it will not surprise me on this game. It's going to be a battle. Um, yeah, 
yeah, I Jags, at eight. Jags at eight, and then I got the Chargers down at seven. My seven is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, yeah, you got them lower. You know, I do. I do. And I, I'm, you know, I'm not a fan. I'm really, as a Bears fan, you know, I hate the Vikings, but you can't shy away from the fact that they have Justin Jefferson. And yeah. that's the sole reason why I have them down at seven is Fair because enough. of Justin Jefferson and what he can do on, you know, He's an artist. He's a straight-up yeah. artist on offense. His yeah. route-running skills are incredible. The dude's just always open. And um, look for him to have a ginormous day against New York as yeah. he oh. previously in Week 16, I'm pretty sure he had, what was it, like over 130 yards receiving and a touchdown. So He's going large. Yeah. He's Viking, I got Vikings down at seven. Um, yeah. can, Kirk, can Kirk Cousins rise to the occasion? We'll see. Look, it's not prime time, so it's already in his favor, right? Prime time, Kirk is is no. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did you did you list the Giants already? Where'd you have the Giants? Yeah, you did, didn't you? Uh, the Giants at nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. So nine and seven. So it's gonna nine. be a it's gonna be a good game. Yeah. The Vikings, amazing. Giants, and Chargers, Jags are probably the two games. Um, yeah. Um. Looking out for so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I like that. So Vikings at seven. Yeah. All right. Top. Well, in. For me, if, you know, I'm a Minnesota fan going into the offseason, you need to beef up your secondary. Um, former Bear Duke Shelley over Minnesota, he's, you know, he's he's looked promising. Um, definitely looked promising, but, you know, his size is definitely a concern. Um, and it, his size bit him over in Chicago. Um, he was consistently just getting moss for yes. us, Look. being baptized by, like, Tay Adams, but huge turnaround for Duke Shelley and I'm happy for the dude. Yeah. But oh, you, you have to go out and get some more DBs because yeah, their past defense is just dreadful. Look, in my mind, this is this is a big year. You have to win this game as the Vikings. I mean if you, you look have at the North Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have statistically been running train on that division. Things are changing, man. Like the Bears, Justin Fields, they're on the way up. Look at the Lions, what they've done the last five, six weeks of the year. That division is turning on its head, and the, the the Vikings did what they were supposed to do. They had a window this year. They won the division. They're going to the playoffs, but how long is that going to last? You have an aging Kirk Cousins, an aging Dalvin Cook. Patrick Peterson is on crutches in the secondary right now. Adam Thielen isn't lasting much longer. Like You have guys that are getting older all around you. So, I mean, yeah, again, you listed a couple of things you can do going into the offseason, but I think they have issues on their hand if they do not come up with a victory this weekend. Yeah, this is simply put a must-win game for Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! So, in, in more ways than one that it's just a playoff game. Yeah, number six, I have the Dallas Cowboys. I have the Cowboys slotted at number six as well. Um, nice, very nice. You know, first, this is, is that our this, first. That's the first thing we've agreed. That's on. that's the first thing we've agreed on, and I think it's fair to agree on because this team is so close to being elite, and they're yet they're better than the back end teams. Yep. So, I mean, I just I don't know this this the team, team year in and year out. Just it just they disappoint year in and year out. You know they do they do. I mean, like literally one word: F E A R fear. Like I would be terrified as a Dallas Cowboys fan, man. Um, and again, yeah. mostly just what we said about Minnesota. Like if you lose this game, where do you go? They were what did they finish? Thirteen and four or. 12, oh, 12 and five. They got spanked. 12 and five. Um, 
again, where do you go? You know, you, it, it feels like they have to give the ball to Zeke because of the contract they gave him. Tony Pollard seems to be better Tony, than over. He's a freak. Tony um, Pollard, his contracts expired this offseason. Um, yeah. He's a free agent. He's on the market. Do you want to pay, you know, your two? Do you want to have most of your money invested into two RBs? I don't know. Yeah. So a lot of times Jerry gets – gets hung up on those those money decisions man he likes the big branding like that's who jerry is he likes paying for the big brand but um yeah we'll, we'll see what happens and and dak just scares me dude i mean again led the league in interceptions he's he's Kirk cousins with the with a better pr team like he really like and that's being yeah, awesome. yeah. Like, dak scares me dude like i don't know he's he's talented at times but the turnover bug has bit him more more than Art. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a rough, I mean, you could say it's been a rough year for Dallas, but you know, on the defensive side of their ball, they've been dominant and oh, that's God, why I have them at six. Yeah. hundred percent. They're absolutely terrifying on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, Michael yeah. Parsons is just a freak. That dude He's, can, there's not one, one position he can't play. So. Absolutely. And I mean, with, with, Tom Brady's 40 plus year old legs back there. Like he's not running away from he's, that. He's, he's going to have to get, gonna get after him quick. Yeah. Micah's like, going to be coming sub three seconds. Tom's got to get rid of that ball or Micah's going to be in his lap. And um, yeah. Um, Cowboys at six. I like it. Going back to um, Cowboys though. Like I, but aside from, you know, they have multiple expiring contracts on the offensive side of the ball. Not only Tony Pollard, but you have, you know, their tight end, Dalton Schultz, who's been rock solid these past two years. And for me, you can't just have C.D. Lamb running the show over there on the offensive side of the ball. No. They need to add weapons. You know, they had Amari Cooper and they shipped him off for, what, a fifth, sixth rounder to Cleveland. But they but had to because of the money they were They had to. The they had to. You know, it's bad decisions but to lead to action like that. Yeah, I think. You know, Gallup, he's a great – I think Gallup's a great possession receiver. Um, he can go up and get a ball when you need him to. But you need another guy to complement C.D. Lamb, and I think that's one thing to look out for this offseason in the draft or potentially in free agencies. So. Yeah, no, that's a good call. I like that. like that a lot. Cowboys at six. Number five, uh, Philly Philly. Got the Eagles sitting in at number Ooh. five. And – this was this was tough um, between five and four, but um, Philly's an interesting team again, man. Um, I think a lot of people doubted Jalen Hurts, even as he was having that sort of MVP run in the early on in the season. Um, unfortunately for him, he played the big bad Chicago Bears and came up with a bit of a shoulder <laughs> strain. So he's fighting that injury. Um, Sirianni came out earlier in the week and, and admitted that that game that he played in week 18, he was experiencing discomfort and was hurt throughout the game. So they got, they got the buy who knows how much recovery will be done in, in two weeks, but hundred um, percent, their chances are going to ride and die with Jalen hurts and, and what he's able to do. Um, they've been a fun team to watch this year. Um, I think similar to Staley Sirianni can, can be a bit emotional at times. Um, not sure how I feel about him. Um, It'll be it'll be interesting. And statistically, the buy has not been working in teams' favors in the last three, four years. Yeah. I mean, I think they're sitting right at like five hundred. Aside from the Chiefs, um, every team has really been struggling coming off that bye week. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but it doesn't take away from what they've done. They had a hell of a season. 
Yeah, I actually also have Philly slotted in at number five. Let's go. Um, NFC East. You know, I don't, you know, I mean, no disrespect to Philly, but um, I just simply, just to simply put it, I just think whoever comes out of the NFC is just dead meat. You know, these oh, AFC man. teams are absolute juggernauts on both sides of the ball. Um, Dude, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, Philly though, they, I'm not going to doubt them. Um, Hertz has been balling. Their their big boys up front on the defensive end are absolutely terrifying. Yeah. You know, I was scared. I was scared watching Justin Fields play against that. Yeah, get, against that D line. Um, yeah, they they really do fly around yeah. that ball. So and they Josh weapons, Sweat man. like I don't I don't know was Josh is Josh Sweat was he is he still hurt I'm not sure but um they do have Lane Johnson coming back um. So that's a big addition back for them. Jalen Hurts is blindside, obviously. But, yeah, Philly in at number five. This is a talented team. Can they make a run? Yes. Um, I think will they do it? I'm not, I'm not sure. They definitely have the strength and weapons to make a run. And I'm excited. I'm excited for this team. They can it definitely is. make some noise. It, it's exciting because it feels a bit more – like there's a bit more longevity in it as opposed to their Super Bowl season a couple of years back. Um, the whole Nick Foles and, and Carson Wentz thing, but Jalen Hurts is a young man. Um, that team's gonna be good for a while, I think. Um, but very much agree with you. The difference between the AFC and the NFC is is terrifying. If you look at every single AFC quarterback that is in right now in the playoffs, it's a first round draft pick, absolute powerhouse of a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. Herbos. And then you have over at the NFC, I was listening to a podcast earlier. It's like they see like they're overachievers. You know, you got the mid-rounders coming out. You got Geno Smith, Brock Purdy. Um, you know, these, these guys in the NFC don't compare to what is going on in the AFC right now. So that's my biggest, I guess, worry if I was an Eagle fan going into to this um, playoffs. But hell of a season for them. Hell of a year. Um, and I think, you know, the NFC championship is going to be Philly and San Fran, which is yeah. going to be a physical, physical game. Yeah, um, be... I wish these teams met up in the regular season because these are easily the two best teams in the NFC for me. Yep. Um, and coming in at number four, I have San Fran. Um, Boom. As do I. San Fran is this team, man. Um, they're they just they just play bully ball. Um, yeah. up front, Trent Williams leading the way on the offensive side, and then going over their defensive line is just dominant. Um, this, maybe yeah. defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, who knows? And then you got Eric Armstead, and then like we said. Eric all Armstead. pro players, yeah. Hufanga, and then Fred Warner. So, yeah, absolutely. This team is just terrifying. They got Debo back. You know, they're ready to go on offense with Dude, if you, CMC. If you, look, if you look at the, this is crazy to me. They're they're thirteen and four, a thirteen and four football team. Look at the adversity they battled. George Kittle was super banged up early in the year, missed the first few games. Debo, they've gone through two starting quarterbacks. One of who was, I don't know, he's got all the the hype around him. Trey Lance, the the number one 
or first round draft pick, excuse me, not the number one pick. And then you got Jimmy Garoppolo, who everyone knew was steady, could easily get you to a Super Bowl. And now you're sitting on Mr. Irrelevant. Like it's, I mean, Shanahan's a freak. He, he's got that system down, but the, the amount of adversity they've gone through still to be, in my mind, the easy favorite in the NFC. Um, this team is awesome. Um, this, this defense is generational. Um, yeah, I, I am worried for the Seahawks this week. Yeah, um, it's going to – I think it's just going to be an absolute beatdown in, uh, in the Bay. So, in the San Bay. Fran is, is, is a scary, scary team in this time of the year. Um, yeah. Last year, coming into the playoffs, what were they, 10-7 and seven or something? Yeah. I was, you know, 9-8 and eight maybe. I don't know, but they were barely above 500. <laughs> but I was all, all over them in the playoffs last yeah. year. Um, they were, to, to me, you know, as underdogs last year especially – they're they're a physical team and in this time of the year um it's it's crunch time in the playoffs you know both sides are beat up and san fran just plays they play bully ball they They bully guys up front and you know they have bullies all over the field every one of their players on offense can create yards after the catch and you know yards after contact so yeah when this team is just it's dangerous They've showed they're not a warm weather team. They went into Green Bay, smacked the Packers in the mouth last year. I mean, yeah, this team is this team is sick. They're they're gonna and then ha- halfway throughout the year, adding Christian McCaffrey to their offense. Yes, is oh my god, in- incredible! It's yeah. an incredible fit. It's the yeah. best fit I think for McCaffrey in the whole league. Um, yeah. to really showcase what he can do on the yeah. offensive side of the ball, like 100%. he's truly one of the best running backs we've seen. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think this team is coming out of the NFC personally. Um they're riding a 10 game win streak. So it's yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Ridiculous. This That's a ridiculous team. stat in the NFL. Yeah, I like that Niners. Brock are- Purdy Brock Purdy has not lost an NFL game yet and 100%. He will not lose until And I think Super- I think there's something to say about him, right? Like Shanahan's system is incredible and a lot of people would argue you could put myself in there or anybody and and you have success but the fact that he was a four-year starter at Iowa State coming out the dude has played a lot of football in the last few years he's not you know the the term Mr. Irrelevant probably carries a lot more weight in some ways than it should but he's a good quarterback no matter how good the system is um I mean what's his he's only thrown a couple picks he's in double digit touchdowns since he's coming he hasn't lost like you're playing quarterback at the NFL level that's impressive I don't care who you are like that's awesome yeah Purdy sitting at 13 TDs and four picks. So yeah, an, an impressive, impressive stat line for That's for massive. an undrafted or not undrafted, mystery relevant. Might as well seventh be. round pick. So this yeah. is and again an incredible that, story. Half that is without Debo, right? So you just got yeah, I mean, yeah. You got C Mac and and Kittle. Kittle so uh, and Ayuk, who's had a Ayuk has had, Ayuk. you know, the the best year of his yeah. young career. So Ayuk's been having a bit of a come and, out with super fun. Going back to Brock Purdy, you know, you know, most rookie QBs, they they uh they lack like the, the swagger or like we just don't see a lot of emotion out of some rookie QBs. Yeah. But um San Fran players have been interviewed like Fred Warner and Eric Armstead and uh Nick Maverick, Bosa. Yeah. They've said in practice, Purdy, you know, he's not he's not he doesn't shy away from trash talk. Yeah, he likes he he's a he's a competitor. He knows how to compete, and I think this team is going all the way. Um, I think they're going to the bowl. 
So, which there is Niners. Some confidence there. Um, he's got yeah. a solid, he he holds himself very well, man. It's it's going to be exciting. Um, I he hope does. they do. I hope they do. I do think they are the biggest threat. Um, maybe that's not saying much out of the NFC teams to compete with one of these top three AFC teams we're about to discuss. Um, yeah, Niners at four. Number three, is, I'll be very curious to see. I'll be very curious to see if we have the same three. Number three, I got Kansas City, the Chiefs. I have the exact same team, Kansas City, at number yeah, three. And, um, and if, if, yeah, go ahead. For me, it's – I mean, these top three teams are just impossible to rank. Um, yeah. I mean, any one of them could come out of the AFC, truly. Um Absolute juggernaut over in KC. Patrick Mahomes obviously leading leading that team, but Kansas City is, you know, a talented, talented team. Um, I really like what they actually have gone on the defensive side of the ball. They yeah. have a young, young secondary, very promising secondary. Uh Trent McDuffie coming from Washington, I believe. Same same school as uh Kyle, Kyler Gordon, actually, the Bears second round pick. So Shout out to Washington for for uh, producing those NFL DBs. We appreciate sure. it. Yeah, shout great. out, no free shout out. Shout out to uh, <laughs> busting with the boys over at Barstool for that one. There it is. There it is. Yeah, Kansas City is going to be interesting. Um, again, yeah, going back, this I think this game is going to hold a little bit close to you, man. Being in in St. Louis, you sure you'll have a lot oh, of yeah. going ridiculous. Kansas City's interesting, man. And and I think someone probably who doesn't get enough talked about maybe he does but you know with, with Patrick Mahomes there is Andy Reid Andy Reid is an unbelievable coach man um I mean he is he's so creative um granted he's been sitting with probably the best quarterback in the NFL the last few years and all the um weapons he's had from Kelsey I mean they did lose Tyreek Hill but the fact that I I mean Mahomes is about to win they, it's they like, they went out and got you know a similar gadget player and Kadarius Tony, so I which worked out. I really like that addition for that team. Yeah. Kadarius Tony is explosive and dangerous player, so yeah, 100%. I really like that addition for them. And it's gonna be this this playoffs is gonna it's gonna be fun to see how the AFC plays out. But yeah, it's gonna be really Kansas fun. City coming at number three. Um, like I said, I really like what they've done on the defensive side of the ball. Chris Jones, I mean. This yep. dude is just an absolute freak up front. Um, yep. I don't, I, I'm not sure how many sacks he's at, but he's just been absolutely dominating this year, and he's a problem for teams up front. Um, so yeah, I really like this Kansas City team. Obviously, everyone yep. likes this Kansas City team. 15, but fifteen and a half sacks this year. Fifteen and a half. That's yeah, that's insane for a defensive tackle. So that's, that's dumb. Chris Jones. Chris Jones is just he's an all pro player. Yeah. Yep. Kansas City, man, they have a they have a good blueprint going on right now. Um, and, and, and while I think one of the main reasons I have them at three is because they were beaten by the two teams that, again, we're going to chat about. So obviously a lot of controversy around the seating that went down. Maybe Kansas City doesn't necessarily deserve the buy. Um but uh, will be interesting to see how they come out of it because um, I think they're obviously on a collision course with either Buffalo or Cincinnati for the for the AFC championship. Um, it should be good. It's going to be fun football on the AFC side, man. Um, it's it's going to provide some good entertainment, I think. It's it's going to be and like I say, I say this: the Chiefs are a vulnerable team. Um, 
I really like, you know, obviously I really like them, but year in and year out, they've shown vulnerability on the defensive side of the ball. Um, last year, obviously their defense kind of broke down in the uh, AFC divisional game against the Bills. I think they were lucky, extremely lucky to come out of that game. And can, I don't you know say, if they can you say that they broke down or they just got Josh Allen? Because I think Josh Allen just freaking stood up above everything. That playoff run that he had last year was dumb. But anyways, yeah, sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I I just I just think this team is vulnerable. You know, no no more Tyreek Hill in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, yeah. he bailed out. He was, you know, he bailed out that team at times. You know, yeah. Tyreek Hill can, could take anything to the to the crib at any, any given play and even snap. So, Without Tyree Kill, can his team still manage to go to go to the Super Bowl? You know, I think they can. Obviously, it's Patrick Mahomes. You know, yep. the, the dude's incredible. So yep. coming in at number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Have to wait one more week. Um, number two might be uh, a bit different. I got the Buffalo Bills sitting at number two. Ooh. Who do you yeah. got? My number two is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I knew we were um, going to be different. I knew we were going to be And anyone that knows Sam, he's big on the Buffalo Bills, as am I. I do think Josh Allen is, is um, absolutely ridiculous. But one thing to highlight, I think, with this year with this team is I think it's very evident that Brian Dable left and they felt that a bit. Um, you know, they were they were at the top. I think they had like 26 or 27 turnovers or something. Um, yeah. Obviously, to still be 13 and three, obviously, they didn't finish that one game. So they played one last game. Um, they felt that a little bit, you know, and, and one thing, if you have to point out one weakness about this team, it's how much they rely on Josh Allen. Um, they need to need to need to figure out some way to to get the running game involved early on, whether it's Singletary, Cook. I mean, they, it seems like they switch around a lot. Naheem Hines is there now. Um, obviously, got to get Stephon Diggs going. Uh, I do think they will. I don't think pretty much know they're going to absolutely um, boat race freaking Miami this week. Um, but yeah, uh, I do think they're number two. Um, and with that, again, there's no secret being number one. Um, I just think that Cincinnati's a, a more sound football team at the moment. So yeah, Bill's number two for me. Yeah. Um, I got Bengals number two, you know, I, I put them there because they, they beat the chiefs and, you know, they got off to a promising start against the bills, but you know, I'm as Alex said, um, you know, I'm a huge bill supporter. Um, I personally think Josh Allen's the best QB in the league. Um, the dude is just, he's a straight up alien. You know, we've seen times where the wind he's, you know, thrown into the wind from the opposite hash and he hits a guy on the opposite sideline, yeah. yeah. just effortless with the flick of the wrist. It starts so, snowing. He elevates his play somehow. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. The dude just turns into a mutant in these big games and look for that this Sunday. Um, I think he's, you know, perfect passer rating last year in the playoffs. He, I don't think he deserved to lose that game, you know, no. and if he wins that game, nothing's stopping him from going to the Super Bowl. And I think he would have whooped the uh, LA Rams. Yeah. In the, in was the bowl, it like so. eight, eight TDs um, over 110 rating in two games for him last year in the playoffs. Like, yeah, yeah. he rises to the occasion, man. No one feels that and goes into that, that space more than he does. Um, yeah, he he's awesome. He's so fun to watch. And and if you if you noticed, every team that actually starts, it's like the week after that they play the Bills, they're always banged up. It's like dude's a freight train and he's running it half the time too. People don't yeah. realize how he is. Like, yeah, he you can't say enough about Josh Allen. Um, so yeah, Bills that too for me, Bengals you know, that for you. 
Um, back backs against the wall. There's no other guy I'd rather have than Josh Allen leading leading the way. So this dude is just, he's an incredible guy, incredible incredible leader. Um, we've seen that obviously with the Demar Hamlin stuff. Him and Diggs has you know this team I think has really gotten stronger. And um, with that situation, obviously they're playing not only playing for Super Bowl, they're playing for their brother Demar Hamlin. So yeah, that's true. I just. Going, but going back to uh, the them or Brian Dable, even them, obviously, you know, Josh Allen, he's struggled at times in the red zone, which is surprising because this team in the past has been one of the most efficient red zone teams we've seen ever. Um, yeah. So I, you know, and I partly the struggles I think have come from the Josh Allen el- elbow injury we saw when yeah, he absolutely. was playing the Jets, but I, even though he got hurt, you know, they were still finding ways to win these huge games. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But it seems like he's back to, you know, he's getting healthy and right at the right time. So I'm very excited for this Bills playoff run. I think they're in for a deep playoff run. Personally, I think they're coming out of the AFC and I think they are my prediction to win it all. And the biggest question for me, though, is, you know, they, their defense, their secondary needs to step up because they can't win every game in a shootout type of fashion. Um, true, true. It's those games are extremely draining. You know, um, last year in the playoffs, they obviously were in probably the greatest NFL game of all time with the Kansas City Chiefs. But their secondary absolutely sold them that game. But you know, they just activated Micah Hyde off the IR, which is is Massive. a huge, huge, bo- yep. huge boost to that secondary. Um, yep. He's not – he won't be active this week against the Miami Dolphins, but he okay. will be coming back for the uh, the divisional round when they beat Miami by 50, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, yeah, this was another one that was – for me, it was – they're neck and neck. Like, I honestly think you could just put them both at one for me, but the Bengals are such a complete football team right now, man. They are they, fire they, all cylinders. Their offense is terrifying, and Joe Burrow scares the daylights out of me. That dude does not feel pressure. It's not in his vocabulary. Um, he is Joe Cool for a reason. Um, also, Zach, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think when it comes down to it, the only reason I did have the Cincinnati Bengals over the Bills was just what you were highlighting. Um, you know, just they're a, more, they're a more complete football team when you have defense to offense. Um, the Bills scare me a bit with the turnover mm-hmm. game. Um, if they fall behind a bit much, but um, yeah, Cincinnati at one for me, Joey B, but that would be just an epic clash um, in the divisional round. Yeah. Um, you know, this team scares me. I'm I'm just going to be completely honest. They're, yeah. they're a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous team. And we're, we are on a collision course to see Cincinnati versus Buffalo in Buffalo in yep. the divisional round. And the biggest question for me is, can Cincinnati go into a hostile environment like Buffalo in obviously it's going to be cold weather conditions, whether it be snow, I don't know, but can they go into an an environment like that in a game like that and come out on top? Um, I think they, they, they can Um, obviously they proved last year. They can, as they went into Arrowhead and overcame an 18 point deficit and beat the Kansas city chiefs to advance to the super bowl. And I think this team is just stronger this year. Their offense is even better. And yeah. on the defensive side of the ball, they're stout. They got a great run defense. Um, their secondary is great. 
but they did lose to Adobe Awuzie for the year, which, you know, it hurts, but they've got talent all over. And yeah. this is yeah. a damn good team yeah. led by a great coach. In Zach I think, I think if they lose, when they lose, whenever it may be, their downfall will be their offensive line, unfortunately, because their additions they brought in in the off season um, are obviously dealing with injuries right now. So they're kind of in the same or similar yeah. boat yeah. as to where they're in last year at this time. But like you said, their offense has taken another step. I mean, another thing that can't be overlooked, too, is they've got that Super Bowl experience, right? They went to the big game, and arguably yeah. Aaron Donald doesn't make that sack on fourth down. They drive down the field and win. Um, so, yeah, this team is this team is good. Um, like you said, teams should be scared, regardless if it's a home or away game. Um, yeah, Cincy at number one, rounding out the top 14. And, um, you know, Cincy – can they overcome these injuries? Which it's a huge question because they just lost Lyle Collins for the year. So that's, you know, obviously Burrow's blind side, which is yep. a huge loss yep. going into these type of games. So, you know, is, is it going to be like the meme, like, you know, like effort it ch- chases down there somewhere. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that can't of- happen if the pressure gets the, gets the Burrow right away. So did you see yesterday? Uh, or I guess last week, Joe Mixon had that that coin flip celebration. Um, yeah, that's fine. This, he said, "Why don't we flip a coin to see who pays it near the NFL?" <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that is that is funny. That's but that. um, I I do think this team kind of got screwed over in that situation, and they definitely have a chip Absolutely. on their shoulder. And yeah. it's it's scared to piss off a guy like Joe Burrow. Um, God, yeah. God, yeah. And, and to your point, we were talking about this the other day, Kansas City lost to these teams, you know, so it doesn't yeah, I mean they're yeah. going to have a chip and a half on their shoulder if they run into to the Chiefs down the road in the playoffs to, to prove that they obviously are the better team. Yeah, um, you know, with that's why I have these two teams ranked above Kansas City, because they both beat them in big yeah. games. And what was it? They were both were they both on the road, I believe? I think they were, weren't they? Since he since he was in Kansas City, I believe, right? I want, yeah. I want, and Buffalo was Buffalo was in Kansas City. So Kansas these City, two teams, obviously, um, Buffalo and Kansas City AFC Championship game would be played in Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. But yeah, Cincinnati has shown they can go into big road games and come out with a W. So yeah, this for me, whoever makes it out of the AFC is winning the Super Bowl. So yeah, hands down, it's that simple. Yeah. It's that yeah, simple. Hands down. Um, and that rounds out our top 14. Um, sorry, I'm just looking up that Bills. Yeah, it was at Arrowhead, the Bills. Yeah. Week six or something. Um, cool. Rounding out top 14 teams. We definitely got more in sync there as, as the top five came about. Um, I guess real quick, ripping through, um, won't, won't go for too much longer, but I, I want to hear your picks for each game. Um, we'll, we'll start in the NFC, um, Seahawks at the Niners. Who do you have and why? Seahawks Niners, you know, I have Niners by, by a million, you could say, um, <laughs> this team is just physical. They're, they're, they play physical and they're bullies up front. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I think... just don't think Seattle can keep up with them. So no, I, I don't, I don't, be... I don't think Purdy's afraid of the stage at all. I think he's no. ready. And I'm excited to see what this team can do. Agreed. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be much of a game. I do, however, Niners are, or excuse me, this uh, Niners are favored by nine points. Um, the spread has me intrigued. Uh, I would almost 
wonder about smashing that. I don't think it's going to be a blowout per se. I do think the Chiefs are going to win comfortably, though. The spread was set at nine and a half, yeah. Nine and a half, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm confident in that hitting. So I've, you know, I'd probably take Niners minus, minus nine and a half. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, next game, uh, Giants at Vikings. This game has me in, you know, yeah. I keep going back and forth. And if there's a bet to take, I'm riding with the Giants plus three. Um, I really like the Giants plus three. And so I've gone spread. back and forth. You would take the spread over the money line. I would take the spread over the money line. Um, I I don't know. I'm just – in these close games, Minnesota finds a way to come out on top. They do. So – I, you know, I'm confident in Giants plus three. Or if you want to smash an alternate line, I'm cool with that. But I think the Viking, Vikings come out on top in a close, close game. Yeah, yeah, I think the Vikings are winning this one. Um, I do love that the Giants are well-rested and Dable rested his starters last week. I think that's awesome. Uh, they're going to be fired up, ready to go. Um, it's in Minnesota. Um, you think that they'd be ready for that. Um, I, I got Minnesota winning this, not by much though. It's mm-hmm. going to be a close one for sure. Yeah. It's going to be a tight one. Cowboys. Then, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Heading, heading over to Monday night. We got Dallas yeah. in Tampa Bay. Yeah, um, the last of the NFC matchups. I've said this, this is my hot take of the week. Um, lock of the week. You could say I'm riding with Dallas minus two and a half. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely a risky play lock with of the, the way that, with with the way that Dak's been playing, but yeah. um and you know their their shady record on grass, but for me Tampa Bay if they have any shot at winning this game um they're gonna have to hit some big big plays against this Dallas defense yeah um with the pressure they're facing Brady's gonna have to get rid of the ball extremely fast and look for every throw to be at the sticks or you know. Yep. Check downs. He's, he's you know, getting he, rid of the ball quick and he's gonna throw the ball 60 times. Like he's gonna do yeah, like, like we know we know what this Tampa Bay team is. And I think if Dallas gets out in front, you know, never doubt Brady as he's come back multiple multiple times this year in big games on you know national TV. But for me, I'm smashing Dallas minus two yeah. and a half because yeah. um, you know. I've I've watched I've watched Tampa Bay in national TV games like what like three three times this year and every game it's just disappointing. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay, like almost every every play they run, it's something at the sticks or a checkdown. Like that's they've lost all their offensive linemen. They have no like I just I don't know. I just think yeah. Dallas is going to win up front and. Yeah. yeah, I just – I don't think Tampa Bay has a chance, and I'm riding Cowboys minus two and a half all day. Yeah, I mean, it says a lot in the last week when Mike Evans and Brady have their two best performances of the entire year, and they're within a touchdown of the freaking Carolina Panthers. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's that tells you everything you need to know. However, I do think if the Bucks somehow get off to a, a fast start and an early lead, that could present some issues for the Cowboys. Um, Dak playing from behind – Losing that that run game a bit, anything can happen then. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. See about that. Moving over to the AFC, uh, Ravens at Bengals. Um, yeah, I don't see this as a close game at all. Um, no. I'm going Cincy, and I'm going Cincy by a lot. Yeah, uh, you know they're out. They're 
they're out to prove a point. They're out to make a statement to the rest of the AFC teams. Um, I'm riding with Cincy. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anything else needs to be said. Um, I think it's, yeah, I don't think it's going to be close. Um, Cincy all the way. And then Dolphins at Bills, um, again, probably doesn't need to be talked about much. Third string quarterback, Skylar Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and have, if you paid attention, the, the Dolphins injury report is a mile long. Um, they've got people banged it's up. Tyree Hills, what is his ankles been giving him issues? Jalen Waddles. He's, he's on been, there. you know, yeah. I mean, Tyreek's been banged up like all year. With he's yeah. he's had cramping issues all year, but even if you know he has a big game, the Bills are just too much. Josh Allen's yeah. too much. I'm you know, I'm taking Bills minus thirteen and a half. Like they're minus nine hundred. I'm taking Bills minus thirteen and a half. I think the Bills. Yeah, I'm jumping like on the pa- like the Patriots game last year in the yeah. in the wild card round. The Bills are going to come out firing, and they're not going to let up. Yeah. You know? For sure. This yeah, this is not gonna be a close game at all. Not yeah. at all. And last but not least, probably the 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 best game of the week, in my opinion, the Chargers at the Jags. Yeah, I'm going with Jay Herbo. I'm going with the Chargers. Um I am. I I just think I don't know. I the inexperience in TY I think is gonna bite him. And yeah, I'm riding See, with the Chargers. While I did lock in the Chargers yesterday. Um, dude, that, that, that news about Mike will literally changes. I'm taking Mm -hmm. the Jags plus one and a half. Um, yeah, I I really do. And, and again, like we said, it could go either way, 50, 50, and I would not be shocked. Um, but I'm taking the Jags plus one and a half that they're going to be ready. You're going to be able to shadow Keenan Allen easily without really a a legitimate threat on the other side. Um, again, I'm not going to bet against them because it's Josh, um, excuse me, Justin Herbert. You got Jay Herbs going over there in top five QB, but, um, I'm taking Jags plus one and a half. Yeah. Um, and for a couple player player props for me, um, I'm smashing, uh, Austin Eckler over five receptions. Um, he had over a hundred receptions on the year and without Mike will um, he's, he's produced more without Mike will in the lineup. So he I'm smashing Austin Eckler. He might be their leading receiver this week. <laughs> if, yeah. If I can. This is, is taken out of the game. Um, he might see the most receptions easily. Yeah. But Jacksonville is very good at defending pass catching running backs. So yeah. it's going to, it's going to be a fun matchup with the best the best of the best pass catching running back. So yeah. it's going to be an exciting game. Yeah. I like, but it. I'm rolling with the chargers. I got to Justin Herbert is too elite, too elite. He's if he wants to prove himself truly as one of the top dogs in the league, he has to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. You need to take a, take a step here. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens. And that rounds out those those six games, obviously, with the Chiefs and the Eagles locking up the one seed. They are not playing this week. Um, so they'll be watching closely to see what will happen next week and resting up. But um reckon that pretty much does it. Um, the last thing we, we kind of want to have a chat about is obviously we've been diving deep in, in the NFL and, and everything football, which, which is super fun. But a way to keep things light is uh, not even talk anything about football. Um, have what we call a bit of GOAT chat, G-O-A-T, which of course is the acronym for greatest of all time. Um, so we thought it'd be fun to do uh, obviously different things, different industries, different topics on, on our takes um, on what we think is the GOAT. Um, Starting nice and easy on this one. We're going to talk about the goat sandwich. 
could do sandwich. We can also chat about maybe like an honorable mention um, of like a sandwich shop. Um, but Sam, you want to take the reins on this one? Yeah. Um, for me, this is easy. Um, it easy. came to my mind in about a minute. Um, I didn't really have to think that hard. And it's, you know, it's a clear winner for me. Um, I'm going with the Philly cheesesteak from uh, Jersey Mike's. Oh. All right, for for anyone who isn't in the states around Jersey Mike's, give us the rundown of what is in the Philly cheesesteak from Jersey Mike's. You obviously got you know the steak from the grill, and then you got your cho- your choice. I think you can add peppers and uh, onions, but I obviously had the peppers and onions, and then you have cheese, and then obviously the white bread. It's just you know, it's it's a reliable. Ver- yeah, obviously. It's it's a it's a, it's a reliable it's a reliable option and I think Jersey Mike's is the best sandwich shop in the states. Damn, that's tough. You I'll, definitely over Subway. What about Jimmy John's? Where does that sit on your radar? Nah, give me give me Potbelly over Jimmy John's. And, does Jersey uh, Mike post the sub? Does what? Do they? Does Jersey Mike's do they toast their subs their their sandwiches? um some will half of their sandwiches are like cooked on the grill and uh, the other half you just walk in and get but oh fair enough philly philly cheesesteak is my goat like philly cheesesteak it has to be from jersey mike's damn i like that that's See, my I'm, goat i'm gonna give another look on this i like being in control of making my own sandwich so if i have time and i'm going sandwich style i'm walking over to the deli i'm grabbing cold cuts i'm grabbing my own own. so from top to bottom here's my sandwich it's got to be a baguette style so you got that round first and foremost it fits fits the hands boom like it's none of that flat bread and it's wheat all right wheat bread why do the bread sooner you're dead get that out of here wheat bread all the way you got it i'm bulking over here no nah. oh fair enough yeah oh it's still it's whiter the bread sooner you're dead man bulk or not you're gone <laughs> you gotta hit each side with some liquid or not liquid, some moistness. So I'm hitting mayo on each side of that, laying down some cold cuts of salami, bit of ham on that. You're going to do a tomato. Can't overlap the tomatoes. One tomato per place. Shredded lettuce. None of that iceberg cut, and there's leaves all over the place. I like shred. And then you got red onions on top with a bit of cheese. If I had to choose the cheese, it'd be like a jalapeno jack. Melt it, toast it. Put a little salt and pepper over it. Just a little spritz of oil. Game over. Absolutely game over. Um, for me, my biggest restaurant in the States, I would definitely probably go Jimmy John's. The one knock on them is I hate that they don't toast their sandwiches. It's just. Oh, Jimmy John's toasted. If they toasted, that's a, that's a different game. Dude, no, there's no sandwich place that has better bread than Jimmy John's in the States. Yeah, there I agree. I agree. There's this place over here in Melbourne, Australia. If you ever come over here, there's only three of them. It's not a chain. It's only in this vicinity. It's called Hector's Deli. It is ridiculous. They like infuse their bread with like sauces and pickles or like whatever you want. They have like brisket sandwiches. It is the type of sandwich you eat. And you need like a 30 minute to three hour later <laughs> to recover. It is so good, man. But if I'm if I'm going goat sandwich, you gotta make your own. You gotta be in control. Even if you're ordering your Jersey Mike's Philly cheesesteak, what if they mess it up and then you're disappointed? Like you gotta have control over the goat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
and that's a respectable choice right on all right well that pretty much does it for us hey man um first first pod um again called the van um hoping to do this on a sort of a, i guess a weekly basis throughout the playoffs and then obviously there's there's um a lot of content we could jump into with, with the offseason heading forward um yeah. again, shout out we, to our chicago bears securing the number one pick that's going to be a massive offseason with over 100 million dollars to contribute pot- to free agency pot- potentially franchise changing offseason uh, yeah. for the chicago bears um it's big no bias at all I think we have one of the best GMs in the league in Ryan Poles. Um, 100%. And the league's about to find out that Justin Fields can throw the football. I'm so sick of hearing that Fields, you know, the RB narrative. But yeah. I won't go on about that right now. I'll save that yeah. for another time. We got a lot. We could probably fit a whole episode just talking Bears, which I'm sure we will at some point. But, yeah, for now, we're looking forward to the, to the playoff matches and wild card. Um, we'll jump on next week recap the games and look ahead to the to the divisional round hey sam yup the uh divisional round is probably the most exciting round we're gonna see in all playoffs so i'm looking forward to this wild card weekend it's gonna be fun you know like we crave playoff football and we finally got it so oh yeah good luck to everyone out there who has you know money on the games we have money on the games big time money so always it's going to be a fun sweat. I always look forward to these games, so it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be sweet. All right. Until next time, man. Catch you later. Peace.